Hey, what's going on? My name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and you're listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In each episode, we'll explore topics that inspire confidence, direction, and resilience. In this episode, we're going to explore shadow work. I said shadow work. Shadow work. I'm very excited about this because when I heard about shadow work, I thought it was something that was like double trouble, boil and bubble, you know, I thought it was like some kind of witch's thing. But doing shadow work is necessary for you to become emotionally well. Shadow work is maintaining, acknowledging, and understanding emotions that aren't so pleasant to deal with. Instead of trying to ignore them or avoid them, in this episode, we're going to explore how shadow work helps us to absorb them. Are you ready? Let's go. Shadow work is devious, it's mysterious, dark, and forbidden. Shadow work. Shadow work addresses emotions that are uncomfortable, unsettling, and completely draining. Emotions like grief, remorse, contempt, loathing, submission. These are the emotions that you try to avoid. Have you met these emotions? They're unpleasant. They're exhausting. That's why you have shadow work. Shadow work exists specifically to handle emotions that sap your strength. To be emotionally resilient, you must make shadow work a part of your life. Because where there is light in your life, there is also darkness. Just like the yin and the yang, which represents the light and the dark. That is the duality of the natural world. You cannot escape it. You cannot change it. You must exist with it. In life, there are ups and there are downs. If you only experience the up every single day of your life without ever having contact with the other side, there's only one side, there's only one feeling, there's only one experience. Your up is just normal, flat numbness. And you know that's not true. It's human to feel sad. It's human to feel disgust. It's human to feel anything that drains your energy. And of course you wanna fight it and get past that feeling as soon as possible because it seems like it doesn't serve you, but it does only if you know what to do when you're there. Shadow work is gonna help you understand what's there, why it's there, and most importantly, how to get out. You don't wanna be stuck. You don't wanna be stuck in up. You don't wanna be stuck in down. You have to experience everything in between to have a full life. If you're not diligent about doing your shadow work, you may find yourself in the shadows more often than you expect to be because you didn't learn what you needed to when you were there. And what's worse, you can stay stuck there for years, languishing away in the shadows. Just like anybody, I have good days and bad days, ups and downs, right? This especially shows when I'm using my creativity there are some days where I'm just on it. I've got ideas for days. I'm able to execute those ideas and make them look exactly like I want them to. And then there are other days that I hate everything I do. 
And then I also will look back at the things I have created and say those things are terrible too. And I would like to say that I spend more time on the upside of this than the downside. But I think I spent more time on the downside. I used to get blindsided with that feeling. It was incredibly overwhelming and intense. Suddenly, I was in a lull and I had no idea how I got there. Nothing works. Nothing really fits my vision. Nothing invokes the emotion that I want. I'm down and out, and it appears as if it came for no particular reason. I'm just drained. I don't have any energy to create anything new. I don't want to create anything new. I'm full of self-doubt, and I really want to close my eyes to have this spell be over. And for several years, I did just that. I ignored it, hoping that it would just go away. Because I was aware that there are ups and downs in life. Sometimes you feel sad, sometimes you feel happy. I always thought that those draining emotions were ones that passed over like a fog. They're here for a temporary time and then they're gone just as quickly as they've come. In my mind, I did nothing to bring the fog, so there was nothing I needed to do to have the fog disappear. I waited and waited. Yeah, a lot more time on the downside. For all the years I sat idly by, waiting, not creating anything, I had no idea why I even felt that way, why I felt no desire, why I felt disheartened about doing something that I really enjoy. They were such intense feelings of self-doubt, loathing, disappointment, sadness. I accepted the exhaustion that came with them. And I went with those, never questioning why they were around. And when you're in the fog, of course you'd want to stay put because it's safer. You're not bumping into things. You're not confused. You're not turned around walking in the direction that you don't want to go. You don't know what's there. You can barely see what's in front of you. If that's what you did, it's okay. You survived. I mean, we always do the best we can with what we have. I'm so glad that you made it here. I hope that what I share with you will help you navigate the fog. I say navigate because you're not going to try to force it away. You may have to stay with it. It may be with you for a while. But at the very least, you're not paralyzed. You're not confused. And you're okay to move. When you think of fog nowadays, you know that it's pretty harmless. You know that it is made of little droplets of water. It's a cloud that's sitting on the ground. You know what it's capable of, and you know what it's not capable of. It's not made of tiny acid droplets that's going to eat your skin away. You know that because some devoted scientists out there put time and energy in studying this entity. They learn the patterns of when it appears and what causes it. I want you to imagine that the fog is the intense feeling that you have. You want to know everything you possibly can about this. You want to know when it comes, when it leaves, what happens in between, what you're doing, 
who's in your space, everything you possibly can about you and your environment when you're feeling this emotion. You really need to put your mind to work. What is this gonna do for you? Well, it's going to give you some clarity and certainty. Knowledge is power. When you know more about yourself and your environment, you know how to navigate it. You know what's going to upset someone in your environment. You know what's going to improve something in your environment. You know the pattern. I guarantee you that there is a pattern. What I'm describing is basically cognitive behavioral therapy, but I'm not a licensed counselor. I didn't go to school for this. I do not have a degree with it. I'm not licensed in any state. I'm not licensed at all. I read books, I recognized patterns, and I applied this to my life. It helped me a great deal, and I hope it'll help you too. This is not a substitute for seeing a licensed medical professional. You may need one of those to help you work this out too, because once you start finding out when your sadness shows up, when anger shows up, or whatever unpleasant, draining emotion shows up, you need to understand why, why that emotion is triggered. And I think the best way to understand why is to talk it out with someone who will not shame you, someone who won't judge you, and someone who can be objective, as well as provide some insight for you. That would probably be a licensed therapist. That's where I learned some of this stuff. Now back to you. You are gonna become a scientist and you're going to study the most important and interesting thing in your entire life. Any guesses? It's you. You're gonna learn about you. Coaches and therapists basically turn their clients into scientists. They ask them to gather data, analyze it, draw conclusions, and change the behavior or question the behavior. They ask you to log your behavior, which is a journal. Write down what you know today, write down how you're feeling, write down what happened today, write down what could be better today. Because you know when you have a session with them, they are logging your behavior and logging your emotions so that you can talk about them. If you go to a therapist or you talk to a coach, let's say once a week, hey, let's even say twice a week for an hour, that's two hours that they get to log your behavior. But you, you are around yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You have the opportunity to learn more about yourself than they do. When people talk about the work, my hands are quoting, you can't see them, but quotes, the work, this is what people are talking about. Getting to know you, your behaviors, how you think, how you feel, what you do when you're put in, in an environment. You need to know how you're going to behave. That is the work. But in this episode, we're talking about shadow work. So essentially, the work is something that you do when you have uplifting emotions or you're on a high vibe. Shadow work is something that you do when you're feeling these emotions that will drain you. You still have to be conscious of what you are doing in your environment, how your environment is affecting you. It's more difficult, but if you practice by doing the work, you will already have muscle memory to do the shadow work. One question that I get often is, what am I looking for when I do shadow work? You are looking for what you're feeling, your emotions, and your actions. You wanna log those, write those down. Just write them down. You also wanna describe your environment. When you first begin doing this kind of work, 
it's going to be taxing and draining. So you may only have the energy to do that. That's it. But if you can, the next thing you want to do is ask why. Why do you think that emotion came on so strong? Just write your guess down. Just log it. Because what you're going to do is eventually you're going to swing upward. You're going to feel better. And you're going to look at this. You're going to have an opportunity to step out of those heavy emotions that you have that will definitely influence your analysis. You can take your notes, your findings about yourself and talk to someone who's objective. A licensed therapist would be ideal, but hey, if you don't have that, use what you got. Bottom line, whatever kind of work you're doing, you're gathering information, you're analyzing it, and you're making sure that you analyze it outside of yourself. You're not thinking about it because you'll just validate whatever you're thinking or whatever in your head. You need to be able to analyze your experience when you're in a completely different mindset or with a completely different mind. Like the Skylar sisters, you're looking for a mind at work. I wanna share with you what I discovered about myself. When I first started on this journey, I was clueless and resistant, but now I'm testifying about how it changed my life. I've never been more confident. I know what my purpose is in life. I used to be afraid to talk to one person. Now I can't amplify my voice loud enough. I heard of the work, but I didn't know what it was. But when it clicked, a whole new world opened up for me. Listen. Work? Nah, hard pass. I'm not doing any work. I don't want to think. I'm watching TV and playing video games. I'm going to chill right here. Okay, so you can just... Um... Okay, bye. Look at what? The revolution is happening. What revolution? What are you talking about? Work! Listen, I'm not trying to work. I had a bad day enough as it is. I don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. You say this will make me feel better. Hmm, maybe. What do I do? Look around, look around. Okay. Yeah, my life is a mess. Now can you tell me what we're looking for? What am I supposed to be doing? Hey! I'm looking for a mind at work. I'm hey. looking for a mind at work. I'm looking for a mind at work. <laughs> well, you know, my mind works. It's gonna feel like a whirlwind when you first start because this is all new. Looking around is self-exploration. It's practicing gratitude. It's noticing little things in your environment. And it's not to control your environment because you can't. If your life is chaotic, you can't control that chaos outside of yourself. The only thing that you can control is yourself. And how you conduct yourself dictates how people and things move around you. So pay attention. What are you looking for? A pattern? You don't know where to start? Don't be intimidated. Start small. Write down one thing you enjoyed about the day. Write down one thing you noticed about yourself. What hand do you hold your glass in? Just get started. Work! Look around, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. Look around, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. History is happening in Manhattan and we just happen to be in the... In the greatest time for mental health awareness. People of color, I'm talking to you. Your grandparents had no idea this existed. It was difficult enough to survive. Your parents had no time for this stuff. Now you are saddled with the burden of generational trauma. But you, you can break the pattern and start healing. You only need to look around, look around, how we are to be alive right now. I promise, if you see this through to the other side, there's support, connection, and everything you've been looking for. It's the most powerful thing you can do for yourself and your community. Work, work, 
break the pattern, change your life. <sighs> hey, for real, what's up with that, people of color? Why aren't we talking about our stuff? Can anybody out there tell me why? How was it for you? Write me at PatternsOfPossibility at gmail.com. On Tuesday, I interview a licensed social worker specializing in just that, getting black people to talk about stuff and go to therapy. Yes, you don't want to miss that. My name's Lee Hopkins, my pronouns are he, him, his, and you have been listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. If you want more content like this, please like, subscribe, and share. Follow me on Instagram. I go live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thanks for listening. Take care.